This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. Zenny offers prescription glasses starting at $6.95, as well as affordable sunglasses, blue blockers, and more. The best part? Try any frame, anywhere, with our 3D virtual try-on. Visit zenny.com today and change the way you buy glasses forever. Hey guys, before this week's episode, we want to give a special shout out uh, to the Queen of N.E. Uh, we will be guest starring on her show, uh, Queen's Court, on Brain Busta Radio. So don't forget to check us out. Uh, it'll be called Bad Boys for Life. So Stephen and I will sit down and talk with the Queen of N.E. herself about heels, uh, what makes a great heel, our, uh, and uh, yeah, it'll be a great time. So don't forget, uh, go to Brain Buster Radio on iTunes uh, and hit subscribe, so that way you can check us out there as well. Again, big shout out to the Queen of N.E. for having us on her show. Thank you guys very much, and uh, yeah, hope to work with you again soon. This episode of Headlock Talk is brought to you by Austin-based company Naturally Hemp's and their new line of CBD gummies. These gummies are made with 100% baked-in, pharmaceutical-grade, non-isolate-based CBD. What we're talking about here is the entourage effect. The entourage effect refers to the stronger effect you get when combining multiple cannabinoids together, as opposed to just CBD. Full-spectrum CBD, or CBD distillate, tends to be more potent and lasts longer. Unlike some other brands that use a spray-on CBD, Naturally Hemp CBD distillate is baked in, so you know you're getting the full dose with each gummy. I personally use them for all kinds of things, like sleep aid or muscle pain. And did I mention they taste great? They got five flavors. Uh, strawberry, green apple, lemon lime, watermelon, and get this, the orange flavor has vitamin C in it. Ooh. So, if this sounds like something you could go for, head over to your nearest Creative Sig vape shop and pick yours up today to see for yourself the difference Naturally Hemp's gummies can make in your life. So, I'm wondering if, if it's possible to book a match that I care less about. Yeah? I mean, it's, uh, it's the equivalent... I think of just like two percent milk, like it's, <laughs> like it's a very plain match, and most people aren't gonna like it. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's like two percent strawberry milk, like gross. Yeah, that's like yeah, like like are we talking about like actually blending strawberries into the milk, or are we talking about just like no, like the gross like H E B strawberry like, syrup, like like Pepto milk. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah, Pepto Bismol milk. That sounds awful, Stephen. If you couldn't tell, guys, <laughs> we're talking about the Roman Reigns Elias match uh, upcoming at Money in the Bank. Yeah. I mean, it seems awfully tame. Um, I mean, they they tried on SmackDown. Yeah. You know, they tried. They did. But uh, I don't know, man. This whole Roman Reigns thing here, they've got the McMahons. I don't know, dude. It's something. We'll see how it goes. Uh, well, you know what else? We'll see how it goes. What's that? This brand new episode of Headlock Talk, ladies and gentlemen. 
Oh, snap. Oh, snap, indeed. We are back uh, for this week's episode. My name, of course, I'm Tanner. To my uh, left this time here, yeah, the yeah. one and only Mr. Stephen Grudy. Hey, everyone. Hey. Hello. Hello. Uh, for those listening, uh, this episode uh, just barely clicked here within a, within a hair. Uh, yeah. um, Stephen's flying out to Seattle here, so we, we did this super last minute. Yeah. And yeah. I've got the suds. Yeah. If you remember the SpongeBob episode where he has the suds, that's what I've got right now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you don't remember what the suds are, go to YouTube. Just type in SpongeBob the suds. Mm-hmm. That's exactly how I feel. It's got a lot of liquids going on. Uh, liquids. Uh, I need somebody to like rub dish soap all over me. Interesting. Yeah. S- squeeze me. Is that too graphic for the listeners? No, I don't think so. I, uh, I just kind of <laughs> find it funny that you think that that's how you get rid of the suds. I, I, I thought that's how they got it done in the show. Well, I guess in SpongeBob, yeah. <sighs> okay. I'm just trying to stay true to life here. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. No, I appreciate it. Um, what a big week, Steven. Yeah. No, what good a, stuff what, going on. What a, what a big week in wrestling, for sure. Um, not not Raw and SmackDown-wise. Nothing, nothing <laughs> happened there uh, that was worth talking about at all. Yeah. Um, what I would like to talk about is one Mr. John Moxley. Mm-hmm. You know who I'm talking about? I do. I yeah. do. Uh, his um, there's just something about that promo, that video package that I find to be absolutely awesome. Yeah. Um, the 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 detail in it. Um, if you if you pay attention to kind of the story it tells, he's breaking out of the prison walls. Right, right. There's a big dog that chases him to try and bring him back. Yep. He hops over the fence. Lots of metaphors. <clears throat> Lots of metaphors. Yeah. And um, yeah. he walks past the Viper Room uh, in L.A. And there's, um, uh, of course, if, if you're familiar with the Viper Room, I'm not from L.A. and neither are you. Right. Uh, whatever LA, I mean, no, I've never been there. Yeah, um, but the Viper Room has the dice turned on the two and the five. Hmm. I wonder what happens in regards to the two and the five. There's a certain. Sh- I didn't catch that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know if that. Uh, again, I don't know if that's symbolism necessarily. Right. You know, but well, there was a lot of symbolism in it, so right. it would make sense that it is right. It leads one to jump to that conclusion. Interesting, right? Yeah. Um, now, again, for uh, Mr. Moxley, we mm-hmm. don't know for sure if he's actually AEW bound. From what I'm aware of, he's probably going to take some independent dates, get that name back up and running. Yep, yep. Maybe he shows up on the 25th. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of time between here and there, but for mm-hmm. a wrestler, that's not a whole lot of time to really right. get back going, unless he went a straight shot into AEW. I mean, honestly, <clears throat> it, it'd be cool for him to do the, the indie circuit run just to get that name back out there, yeah. but at the same time, you look at this man, and that's Dean Ambrose. Yeah. And just because his name is different from what people are used to hearing it as, yeah. if... If Dean Ambrose, John Moxley, whatever, came out to Double or Nothing, yeah. that would be huge. Yeah, absolutely. Huge. Absolutely. Um, and I think there's a lot of people that are concerned right now, and I've heard this kind of making the rounds online, and there's a, there's a lot of people who have their own spin to this here. There's a, there's a certain case to be made or an argument that's being made around that is with WWE 
taking such a hard hit week after week after week in yeah. the ratings. Uh, I mean, is there actually even interest in a secondary, an alternative wrestling show? Now, there's some mm. people that say, well, no, they're gonna, you know, WWE is damaging wrestling so hard right now that executives might be a little bit more hesitant to 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 get an AEW thing across the, the threshold. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I think there's an argument that can be made for, you know, if if they can say, well, look at history, you know, wrestling only got even better when there was two companies on two major TV stations competing directly against each other. 100%. Let's try this here. And if it's even further put across that line, knowing that there is a talent like uh, John Moxley, mm-hmm. uh, and then you add... Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho and Cody and yeah. all these other guys, the Young Bucks, you add all these other guys into that factor, I think there's certainly a case to be made for, yeah, history will repeat itself in that regard. Right, right, 100%. I mean, we've, we've, we keep saying a competition breeds competition. Yeah. And, you know, WWE has really had a, a monopoly on mainstream wrestling for, you know, X amount of years. Yeah. Multiple decades, you know, and... I do kind of get the the idea of like okay WWE is really suffering right now and so maybe people wouldn't want to go full force into a, a new uh, you know a new promotion or whatever but at the same time that to me is even more reason to do so yeah you know because they've been the person yeah the promo for for the longest time right and so now that they're I, I don't want to put it too bluntly but they're on the downhill a little bit. Yeah. I think that makes even more sense to really back something big, you know? I think so, too. I, I really do, and I, I really hope that that's what happens. Yeah. Um, and just imagine, you know, if you're a TV executive and you watch Double or Nothing, and you hear the pop that happens when mm-hmm. John Moxley walks through those curtains to, to introduce himself at Double or Nothing... I think that would be great. So I mean, no pressure AEW, yeah, nothing, yeah, yeah. But I think, I think the the big piece of the jigsaw that's missing here, I think it's 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 right there on on you know on Twitter, <laughs> cutting promos, there. yeah, you know, cutting a video package. That, by the way, <clears throat> interestingly enough, that Dean Ambrose video, it was only about, roughly about maybe two minutes, roughly, yeah. Um, more people watched that within twenty four hours than watched SmackDown. Oh, yeah. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's telling right there. Yeah. You know? Well, um, and, and I mean, we're going to get to our mailbag, and, and there's a lot of people asking a lot of questions about, hey, well, what's the answer? What's the fix? And I think we, we tried to, to talk about it, and I think, um, I mean, we could have a whole hours-long conversation about, you know, what exactly the fix would be, and we'll, we'll try and give, you know, different answers here but right. but there's not there's not just one straightaway solution there's multiple different little things that need to be done yeah uh, i think to right the ship yeah um just some quick rapid fire news of course because uh, I, I i know we want to talk with uh, about uh, uh john moxley a little bit more here um so we'll we'll we'll, we'll take a break from john real quick here because yeah. i know we need to talk about some other stuff uh daniel bryan since we brought up SmackDown ratings decreasing, mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan's now clear from his mystery injury, so that's awesome. Yeah, round, round of round of applause. Yeah, um, so that's good. Um, probably um, 
what's circulated around so far or what's been reported is that it's likely he will enter into the Kevin Owens Kofi Kingston feud Mm. and it would be three ways because that's how they want to book the European tour going forward that's what I heard on Wrestling Observer uh, from Dave Meltzer so he's the one who's reporting it Um, I mean I take it what it is I I, I could definitely see that happening yeah no 100% Um, I mean I think it makes sense for sure just because I feel like they really wanted to to go down that route with Daniel and uh, Kofi anyway. Right. And so, you know, bringing, bringing in a, uh, a veteran like yeah. Kevin Owens, I think it only makes a few better. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, the Hardy Boys, uh, Matt and Jeff, uh, they relinquished the titles. They did that on SmackDown. Uh, Steven's very upset about it's, this. It's, it's just really sad. You're, you're, big, you're big Hardy Hardy's fan. Big so Hardy guy. I, yeah. I get that. Um, the problem is, is that they don't really have a lot of... Um, uh, tag team talent to to help make up for it. And I think one of our mailbag questions was asking this, so mm. uh, we're going to get to that here uh, towards the end of the show. Um, uh, some show news. The Saudi Arabia show is on. Uh, it hasn't had a name so far, uh, but Bill Goldberg uh, is scheduled to be there. Uh, I don't know in what capacity. I imagine he's wrestling somebody. I would hope so. Um, yeah, I mean... Maybe bring back, um, uh, I just don't know. I don't, I don't have a, an opponent for Goldberg. There's not one that comes to mind. Uh, I mean, the, not, not immediately, no. The first one that came to mind was Kevin Nash somehow. And I was like, well, Kevin Nash would be like broken in half by modern day Goldberg. Yeah. Um. I don't even think that'd be fun to watch. I don't think it would be. <laughs> um, you know what they could do is they could put Goldberg versus Brock versus Undertaker and that would be what? That would be ginormous. <laughs> Here's a huge match with a bunch of guys who were never here. Yeah, it's like it's like welcome to 2001. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I mean, okay. I mean, I'd be super down for it. I mean, I never thought I'd get the chance to say that. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to it. It's just kind of interesting. Kind yeah. of weird. It's it's you a bit, know. it's a bit off the walls. Yeah. Um also uh don't ever come back, Lesnar. Well, I think uh I think he's probably going to have to at some point, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, there, there is an NXT show, um, but the uh, Saudi Arabia show is complicating that. So I want to say, I want to say it's either the first or the seventh um, uh, that they're going to have an NXT show. Gotcha. They don't know where it will be though. It looks like it'll be the first. That's one. That's a Saturday. Um, Said it's uh, <clears throat> NXT. Uh, somewhere, somewhere. Yeah, it'll be somewhere. It'll be somewhere for Ju- sure. June seventh is in Saudi Arabia, so I mean, it would make sense that they would do an NXT show on the first. Yeah, which is the Saturday before. That. Okay. So, <clears throat> um, I would expect to see again more Wrestling Observer uh, reporting here. Uh, probably going to see another Adam Cole Johnny Gargano match, which I have no complaints about. Absolutely none. Yeah, um, and they're please pro- do. They're probably going to have to figure out something with the tag team titles too. So we'll see what happens there. Um, the The War Raiders are on Raw for good. Yes, the War Raiders, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, uh, Hanson and Rowe. Yeah, uh, they're going to be on Raw for good. We'll figure out what happens from from there. But NXT's got some really good tag teams still. I hope that Mustache Mountain comes full-time into NXT. I know they're kind of back and forth between UK and NXT, yeah. but 
I just want some consistency here and yeah. get a, get a chance to see them have a really good run again. I thought they made for great tag champs, even though it was very short lived. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I'm huge Mustache Mountain fans. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, let's before the ten count finishes here because we're at about eight right now. <laughs> um, John Moxley. Let's let's get back to him real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you think he's going to end up? I mean, at this point, it really doesn't make sense to go anywhere else other than AEW, uh, in my opinion. Uh, you know, you take a look at the the production value uh, of that promo, the the symbolism from that promo, yeah. and it really just screams AEW, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and like we said at the top of the show, that that would be a huge acquisition for AEW. Uh, yeah, I agree. I I agree that um, AEW would be the landing point. Uh, not so distant second would be like Impact Wrestling or mm. Ring of Honor. I think those would have it, but I don't think as though he's as good of a fit for those as he is for AEW. Yeah. Um, I mean, I could also see him just be like, "Hey, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna hang out over here in progress. I'm gonna hang out over. Uh, in, uh, I'll, I'll go to Impact for maybe a little bit. I'm gonna you know kind of tour the circuit and see what it's all about, but." Well, also, I mean, AEW seems to be uh, <clears throat> way more open about sharing talent with yeah. other promotions. True. So it is very possible that, you know, we do see him at AEW, uh-huh. but that doesn't necessarily mean that he's on the full roster, like, full-time for AEW. Right. So, I don't know. Qu- quick question mm-hmm. before we move on. Um, do you give any credence to this being a WWE work? None. No, no, that was quick. None. No credence. No. Okay. Not at all. They cool. lost their chance. Uh, the, I mean, that promo speaks for itself. All right, cool. Well, moving right along then. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree 100% with you on that, yeah. for sure. Um, uh, so we'll, let's talk about, um, let's talk about some wordplay here. Okay, Steven. Let's do it. Um, so we talked about uh, Raw and SmackDown. Wordplay here is our game, uh, fill-in-the-blank game with a word or a phrase that uh, you think best finishes the, the, the sentence. Uh, Raw and SmackDown this week, blank. Forgettable? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. There was a lot of uh, money in the bank talk, which, yeah. which is cool. Um, there, there actually was a decent promo on Raw uh, for the money in the bank uh, promo with uh, Ricochet and oh and, yeah, you yeah. Li- you liked that? Yeah, I, I uh, thought it was okay. Um, I I wouldn't. I don't know if I necessarily uh love it or anything like that, but I, I thought it was good. I hated it. Really? I absolutely fucking uh, really. I freaking hated it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. No. It, the thing is, is like you've got McIntyre and Corbin, and they're like Ricochet's a little guy. Yeah, did your parents let you come into the ring here, little boy? <laughs> and, and, See, and the, the only like, reason what? the only reason I say it was, it was okay or good was because um, you know they did a much better version of what they tried to do last week, where you know just a bunch of guys come out and start talking some crap and saying the same thing. Yeah. But they did it better this week because not everyone said the same thing. The entrances were really short. I thought the banter was, you know... Fine. Fine. So, it, comparing it to last week's attempt at this promo, yeah. it was a lot better. Yeah. I guess so. I mean, just Raw didn't do anything for me. Um, and oh, I didn't say Raw did anything for me. I just... Oh. <laughs> 
Well, and SmackDown, I don't, I don't think SmackDown did anything even better. Yeah. I mean, they had a really awesome match that had Finn Balor and uh, Mustafa Ali tagging mm-hmm. together, which was great. Um, they faced off against Randy Orton and um, uh, Andrade. Mm. So that was cool. Yeah. Um, but Anytime th- Andrade I, gets in the ring, I'm down. I, I think that's just like the, the one highlight that I have over the course of those shows, though. Yeah. Um, it was just very, I'm going to use the word underwhelming. Yeah. Like, it was just like, I mean, I don't even know. Like, if it wasn't if it wasn't our jobs to watch the shows, right? Right. Uh, I would be like, what am I doing here? Like, by the time that Sami Zayn comes out and is cutting his promo and just, you know, being... Um, like he's cut the same promo the last three weeks in a row, right? Decent promos. I mean, they're they're decent, but where's it going? Like, right. That's 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 my whole thing. It's right. Like, you know, eventually you have to have somebody come out and, and defend the crowd. And um, oh man, here's another killer, uh, Luke Harper. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he was originally scheduled to be the one to stand up for the crowd and come oh. out and interrupt him, right? But because and this is alleged here. I don't have any way of validating this, but according to multiple sources, um, apparently they wanted him to have a southern accent, and he couldn't pull off a southern accent. So they said that they didn't want to do the program with Luke Harper anymore. Um, yeah. Oh man. So I mean, WWE. That's, what are you doing? That's what I've heard. That's what I've read. So I mean, that's um, that's something. Yeah. Um, we talked about Money in the Bank here. Mm. Um, men's Money in the Bank lineup. Uh, what do you think, Stephen? Wordplay here. Men's Money in the Bank lineup. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I think it looks really, really good. Um, the the word I used was possibly huge. Possibly huge. Uh, yeah, possibly huge. Just depending on how they do it. I mean, yeah. you got Braun Strowman, Ricochet, McIntyre, <laughs> Corbin. Mustafa Ali, Finn Balor, Andrade, Randy Orton. Yeah. Those are all huge names. Yeah. Um, if they do it correctly uh, and really use specifically Andrade, Finn Balor, and Ricochet uh, to their strengths, yeah. I think the match could be really, really good. However, yeah. if it's a Braun Strowman-McIntyre fight the whole way and everyone else is just dead outside the ring... Yeah. Which is absolutely a possibility. And then Baron Corbin climbs the ladder. Right. Yeah. Right. And, you know, we, we've seen that hundreds yeah. of times at this point. But, I mean, you take a look at the talent that, that's on this on this card. Yeah. It, it's possibly huge if yeah. they pull it off. I, I'm, I'm going with big potential. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely big potential here. I like how you have a lot of workhorses. Mm-hmm. Ali, Ricochet, Balor, Andrade. Yeah. Excuse, Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Uh, Randy Orton's also a big wild card. He performs actually exceptionally well in ladder matches. Yes. Um, which is very strange. You would never expect that really from Randy Orton. But he's yeah. just like he's just like a killer no matter what. So right. like when there's chaos, he's like thriving in the middle of chaos, mm-hmm. which is cool. Uh, Braun Strowman, last year's Mr. Monster in the Bank. Yep. Um, and then um, most people's odds on favorite from what I've seen online at least as drew mcintyre yeah um i really i mean look the success rate of baron corbin's awful um he's just there because they need a a big heel and there's nobody else who gets booed harder yeah um so i don't know it should be interesting i mean i could see ricochet winning i could see 
I could definitely see Drew McIntyre winning, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, I unfortunately don't see Ricochet winning. Uh huh. Uh, I don't think they're going to pull the trigger on him just yet. Probably for, not for a huge push. Um, well, and there's consistency problems. It's like why did why did Robert Roode come out with his big mustache and beat Ricochet only for Ricochet to get into Money in the Bank? Yeah. Like, where's where's Robert Roode at now? Yeah, yeah. For I sure. don't know. It's just it's just weird. Let's talk about women's money in the bank. Wordplay on that. Fill in the blank. What do you think of women's money in the bank there, Steven? Man, I had a really hard time figuring out uh, my thoughts uh-huh. about this card and, and putting it into one word. Yeah. Um, how about you go first? I need a little bit more time. So we've got Natalia, Dana Brooke, Naomi, Alexa Bliss, Bailey, Mandy Rose, Ember Moon, and Carmella. Mm-hmm. Um... I'm gonna go with. Um, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna actually reiterate it. I think it's got huge potential. Right. Yeah. Um, is it? Is it as big of names as what you would find in the men's match? No. Right. Right. Uh, it looks a bit sluggish, actually. But um, I think that the way that Bailey has been performing recently has been top notch. I would like to see a breakout from Ember Moon. Mm-hmm. I think she has it. Yeah, Alexa Bliss is coming back. Naomi's good for some big spots, and they're pretty high on Dana Brooke right now. I think mm-hmm. she's trying to she's trying to seize uh, the opportunity and work her way in. You've got a good hand in Natalia. Um, Mandy Rose is is good, you know, is, is a good hand as well. Um, nothing nothing too crazy yeah but um i think that uh she's got big potential carmella is the first ever women's money in the bank winner so yeah. i mean she's she's the throwback choice i mean can i, can I steal your word and say potential uh, yeah y- I mean, you know that the, there's good talent in the ring i i do specifically like that a lot of my favorites are in this match yeah. naomi alexa bliss ember moon uh i am happy about that but i mean i don't know if it's just a star power thing or or what it is, but I'm finding my I'm finding it very hard to get excited about this match. I I, I have a similar feeling mm. in that I find it hard to see a winner. Right, right. right. Like the, well, the, I mean, they could go any any way really with this. It, right. The one that stands out to me the most is Bailey. Like, I would say I, Bailey and Alexa Bliss would be the the two big standouts for me. Right, absolutely. Bailey and Alexa Bliss seem like pretty pretty top notch, and Alexa Bliss has had that feud online with Becky Lynch mm. uh, recently. So yeah. we might see that transpire. We know how they like to currently build feuds by what they what the interactions on Twitter look like. Right. So we'll see what happens there, though. Yeah. Um, you know, so stay tuned for that for sure. Um, on Raw. The main event, which was unfortunate, was a contract signing. I'm not, I'm sorry, guys. I don't mean to be a big downer, but it's like really you main evented Raw with a contract with a signing. Con- yeah, like we just had that happen on SmackDown before WrestleMania with you know Kofi and Daniel Bryan. I this yeah a contract signing is not which that actually worthy. was a really good promo with with uh, Daniel Bryan and Kofi. Yeah, he did well. Yeah, you know, but he's substantially a. Uh, a much better talker than yeah. either AJ or, or Seth, mm-hmm. especially when they're being scripted. Yeah. Um, you know, so we found out AJ turned heel slightly, maybe, kind of, uh, sort of. Uh, yeah. He attacked Seth. He did do that, which is very classic heel. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, uh, for this one, just for wordplay, I'm going with very welcome. Yeah. Uh, I really like AJ. I I think him as a heel is going to be really, really interesting. And especially with Seth Rollins being, you know, everyone's high on Seth Rollins right now. He's the Beast Slayer, huge baby face right now. So, yeah. So, I'm going with very welcome. I think it's going to be really cool. Uh, We'll just have to see where they go with it. Um... I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with backward. Mm. I personally would have rather seen if we're gonna do. Okay, let me let me back up here. I would have rather seen them be both faces going in, and it mm. should be a respect match. A respect match, yeah. yeah. Um, however, and I know a lot of people are turned off by respect matches. I'm just like, uh, you mean both guys are good? Yeah. But I think Seth Rollins does the heel better than AJ does. AJ's just kind of like a likable-looking dude. Yeah. And I never really fully bought into AJ being a heel when it was with John Cena mm-hmm. in that rivalry. That's why they put Gallows and Anderson with him, because they were like, oh, there's two you mean-looking balls. looking yeah. <laughs> yeah, let, let's put them with AJ and you know, kind of set everything here. Yeah. Um, but... Um, I mean, I really like, I would have really liked it to be like, Seth Rollins comes out and he's like, yep, I couldn't have done what I did to Brock Lesnar. I, you know, I want to thank me for being, yeah, you yeah. know, uh, the universal champion. Because if it weren't for me, we would all still have Brock Lesnar, right? Yeah. You Just know. get kind of high on himself. Yeah, get really high on himself, be yeah. very cocky and arrogant. That's how he was really good a few years ago. And I think just turn that dial a little bit more, Yeah, I think that would have been nice. But, hey, you know what? They're they're wanting to make Seth the guy on Raw, and mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with that either. So yeah. it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see what you know they do going forward from here. For sure. Uh, Kofi versus Owens. Uh, what do you think about Kofi versus Owens? Uh, uh, what's a word for that one? This will be... Telling, okay, uh, and what I mean by that is, uh, this is Kofi's first big match, you know. Yeah, and, and uh, this is really going to set up whether whether they want to roll with Kofi uh, with the championship or if they kind of just got a taste of it, really weren't feeling it, want to put it on Owens. Um, but if Kofi does retain here, this will be the first glimpse of what we have as Kofi really being the champion. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. No, absolutely. I'm going to go with, uh, man, telling's a really good word for that, actually. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go um, with seismic. Hmm, okay. Um, man, bringing out the thesaurus yeah. for this one. <laughs> um, because I think the ramifications of this are going to be really big for SmackDown going forward. Very. Yeah. Um, does, does and, and, and in, a, in more of a meta way, really, um, but is what I mean here, does Vince trust Kofi? Right. Right. Does Vince trust Kofi to keep the title going, or or does he say, "Well, uh, listen, pal, the the ratings shift down. That's all your fault." Yeah, right, right. Um, <laughs> I've been waiting here for an hour. I've been waiting here for an hour. And <laughs> you haven't shown up with the title. Oh man, I, I can just imagine Vince coming out like at Money in the Bank. And it's just him in the ring for like all the pre-show, and he's just standing around, looking around, waiting just for Kofi. Scowling, yeah, just scowling. <laughs> 
Maybe somebody brings him like a donut and a coffee yeah. or something like that. Let's play a game on uh, how many different things Vince can blame ratings on other than his show. Dude, well, he tried blaming like all sorts of stuff on injuries, and it's like, oh, so you've never had injuries in like the last forty years right. of WWE? Like, right? Like, like okay, sure. <laughs> like that's yeah, that's something. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, but the investors were like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. You know, sure, sure. No, but totally yeah, I mean, sense. it's like, okay, well, the, you know, ultimately here, Owens versus Kofi, possibly with Daniel Bryan being thrown into the mix here, mm-hmm. if they hot shot the title to Owens or Bryan, I mean, then you can tell that they just felt that Kofi wasn't the marquee. Yeah. Which, I mean, you can make arguments for and against. Yeah, I mean, I think he's been doing a, a pretty good job so far. Yeah. He's cutting decent promos, um, having decent matches. I mean, I, I don't see any reason to to have to take the title off of him right. necessarily. Um I do see the title changing here. Yeah. Uh I don't think that that Vince does have the trust for Kofi. Uh I mean just take a look at what Kofi had to do to even get to WrestleMania. Yeah. Um Yeah, I, I don't think this changes anything in Vince's mind. I don't think WrestleMania changed anything for Vince. Mm. Um yeah. So, uh, that was some awesome wordplay. I'm glad that we were able to, to cover that That's a little good. bit more. Yeah. Um, let's move right along here. One of the more popular segments that we've had uh, in in the last week here. Uh, we got a lot of feedback from you guys and how much you really enjoyed If Wishes Were Fishes. <laughs> so, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit here. Um, we'll do one wish each. Okay. Unless you want to do more, we'll we'll we'll, we'll figure we'll yeah. figure out we'll figure how we out. go here. Yeah. So, Stephen, if wishes were fishes, man, if wishes were fishes, I wish that backlash wasn't canceled, man. Oh yeah, that's so sad. Yeah, it's so sad, and, and not even just specifically because I want to see X match there or or anything like that, but just like backlash is huge for me. Yeah, like that. It was one of the biggest pay-per-views that, that we always got. Because when I was younger, we didn't get all the pay-per-views. Right. But, but we got every Backlash. And we got every Survivor Series. That's cool. And we got every WrestleMania. And so Sweet. Backlash is huge for me. And yeah. when, when I heard that they canceled it, it, it just really... I took a blow to my heart, man. To, to my, right. my childhood wrestling fan heart. Well, and, and, and I agree with you there. I normally... I mean, back when they first had Money in the Bank, I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like Money in the Bank's more of like a summertime kind of thing. Like, yeah. right before SummerSlam, you want to have Money in the Bank, because mm-hmm. then you can set up things. Like, that's how Summer of Punk started. Right. Uh, back in 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, so I agree with you 100%. It, Backlash, to me, is like one of those post... WrestleMania pay per views that you're like okay this is like where the this is where the knife turns from WrestleMania yeah yeah hundred um, percent the first memory I have of Backlash was um, this is silly but um, my my dad um, took me to meet a friend at Hooters once when okay. I was a really little kid nice yeah I, I didn't know what girls were um, so yeah that was interesting yeah um, but advertised uh, on the front of Hooters was a poster for Backlash. And they were like, we're doing the Backlash pay-per-view, you know, $10 cover, whatever it was. Yeah. You know, and that was, um, for that one, that was when Stone Cold and Triple H were the, the, the power trip <sighs> man, versus Undertaker and Kane with all the titles online. So Triple H was Intercontinental Champ, Stone Cold was World Heavyweight Champ, and then Undertaker and Kane were Tag Team Champions. So all the belts man. were on the line. Uh, so, yeah. 
Uh, plus, the wings at Hooters were good that day. So, oh. I mean, yeah, I, did, I didn't get sick. I mean, honestly, yeah. little known fact, Hooters yeah. wings are fantastic. Yeah. Hooters actually has really, really good wings. I, 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 a tip for you wing lovers out there. Yeah. I always ask that mine um, be a little bit more crispy. Mm. So I, I ask them that they keep it in the fryer for a little for about five or ten minutes longer. I see. You know, just to get like maybe a little bit drier, so I can like dunk the ranch in. You mm. know, with the wings, I get. You know, does, yeah. does the ranch stick better when it when it's a little crispier? bit, a little ah. bit? Yeah, you get see. Nice like for me, yeah, I really like. I'm a I'm a big wing guy. Yeah, but really, the wings are just a catalyst to get the ranch into my mouth. Ah, uh-huh. and so if I can get the ranch to stick to the wing a little bit better, I'm all for it. I might have to try this. Fantastic. You might have just changed my life here. Hey, I mean that's 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 what I do, dog. Yeah. So if wishes were fishes, uh-huh. um, yeah, I'm gonna give that. Uh, I'm gonna give that a starfish because that oh, makes because that makes me happy, and I <laughs> wish that they did keep backlash. You know, so I'm, I'm, I'll give you five starfish. Five starfish. Yeah, five, that's a that's a perfect starfish rating there, my friend. That's a lot of starfish. That is. Oh, that yeah. is. I'll take it. All right. I'm going to say, if wishes were fishes, I would like for um, Kushida to have a really big run in NXT. Mm. Um, I saw his match this week on NXT, his debut against Cassius Ono. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was good. It was, it was solid. It's what you would expect to see from Kushida. I did... Um, there was one thing about it that I was a little bit off on. It stayed really competitive, mm. and they made it realistic, which I can appreciate for sure. Um, uh, I don't think that he should have put away Cassius Ono like what Matt Riddle put away Cassius Ono as. Right. Um, I don't think Kushida's that big, but there were a, a few spots where I was like, oh, okay, well, I miss Kushida doing this, right? Yeah, like, I, yeah. wa- if I watch New Japan, I know I would get this in every match, and that right. didn't happen on this occasion. So it was a nice introduction for him, for yeah. sure. Well, Cassius Ono also is like, he's the putover guy. He's and, yeah, he's he's the he's the guardian of NXT. Yeah, yeah, like, and so you you almost expect Kushida to to bring out some of that big stuff just to be like, hey, I'm here. This I need, is what I'm about. Right. You know, even if it's like, man, I'm struggling to put him away. Let me like bust out all the moves so that everybody's like, yeah, yeah. That's that's what I would like to see. But I mean, some of the matches that you could have with Kushida now that he's in yeah. NXT are crazy. Um. Uh, Matt Riddle would be great. Yeah. Um, let's see what happens, like with uh, maybe some of the guys from Undisputed Era, like Strong or mm, Cole yeah. or O'Reilly. I think that would be cool. Roderick Strong Kushida would be awesome. It would be very interesting yeah. for sure, because um, um, Kushida is very technical, but he's he's very good at reversals and he's very much a high flyer. He's a little bit of everything, really. Um, did I say Matt Riddle already? I think you did. Uh, yeah, I've got Matt Riddle yes. on the brain here today, bro. Bro, um, uh, dude, Kushida versus Johnny Gargano would be would be lights out too. Yeah, I think that would be yeah. like that'd be like on par with Cole Gargano. But yeah, we'll have to wait and see what happens. I think it'd be great. Um, so yeah, uh, I hope for Kushida to do all the best in NXT. I'm gonna give that. Four and a half sushi rolls. Oh, dang. What kind of sushi rolls, Steven? I don't eat sushi, uh, so I don't know. Uh, um, is it like I didn't a, think about that. Is it like um, like like maybe like a, like a California roll that has some like creamy avocado and maybe some cream cheese, but like some tuna? 
Not a fan of avocado. Or some, or some salmon. Not a fan of salmon. Mm-hmm. See, I really just don't like sushi. But oh. I know a lot of people <laughs> like sushi. Yeah? Okay. Okay. I'm sure Kushida likes sushi. I'm sure he does. Yeah. So do you not, do not like Kushida? No, I like Kushida. Okay. Definitely like Kushida. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm going based off of uh, the vast majority of people's likes. Oh, I don't okay. like sushi. But yeah. a lot of people like sushi. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Four okay. and a half sushi rolls. Four and a half. Okay. Okay. I mean, that's um, that's enough to get me going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> enough to get you going. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's um, that's like what about the? Yeah. That's that's a, that's a good amount of sushi. Like, yeah. That's a good appetizer. Well, yeah. A- mm. Appetizer. Yeah. How much sushi well, do you? Well, eat? because well because because Kushida's just getting started. Ah, hey, this guy. This guy. Yeah, man, see. that was beautiful. Ah, man. No real question though. How much sushi do you eat, dude? I could, in a sitting. Um. Before I get sick? Yeah. I, preferably, yeah. Okay, I could probably roughly put down about 15 sushis before... 15 eight, sushi rolls? Eight, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fat dude. Man. No, not really. I mean, I'm, I'm medium sized. You're really sized. not that big. I'm not, I'm not that fat either. I mean, I'm guy am. See, that's why 15... That, that seems like a lot to me. Yeah, like... I don't know what it is. I've just always been able to put away a lot of food. Yeah. Like, you know, and stay in somewhat moderate, decent just go shape. somewhere? Yeah. I mean, somewhere. <laughs> like, I can probably, on a good day, we're getting back to wings here. Yeah. I could probably do about 20 wings or, or more on a good day. Probably between 20 to 30, depending on how hungry I am. Yeah. I, I think on an average day, I could probably do about 10 yeah. wings. On a good day, probably about 20. S- sushi's very rich, so it's like... Is it? Yeah. Okay. So it's like, it's, it's like one of those things where it's like, okay, I can't eat too much. Starting to hit. It's yeah, starting, starting to sit, to that, sit a little hit, heavy. Hit that wall. Yeah. Yep. Uh, 100%. I got you. I got you. Well, thanks for the little uh, sushi knowledge. Yeah, no, yeah. no problem. I'm glad that we could talk about this on If Wishes Were Fishes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we got we got five starfish. Yeah, and we have four and a half sushi rolls. Absolutely beautiful. Do, do you have any other fishes that you want to wish? I don't think so. Not, oh, not uh, at this moment. Okay. Okay. What about you? Well, I think I'm good. Okay. We'll talk more about fishes uh, later. Fish yeah. eye. Fish eye. There Is you that go. The plural. Yeah. We'll we'll have more we'll have more wishes for fishes next week. Yeah. I'm sure. Um, let's get into some face turn heel turn. This is, this is our uh, buy or sell or good cop bad cop kind of game here. Yeah. We go over a topic. We pick a stance. We don't even have to agree, mm-hmm. which is the beauty of it here. Um, let's get into something that I know that you'll <laughs> uh, really enjoy: um, Shane versus Miz in a steel cage. Uh, here, Stephen, face turn, heel turn. Surprise, surprise, face turn. Oh god. <laughs> All right, give it to me. Man, I don't even care. I don't even care. This is going to be great. Yeah. I don't even care. Like, everyone hates on Shane. I don't get it. I think he's fine. Uh, he's not the best heel in the world, that's for yeah. sure. He's absolutely not the worst. Yeah. I think the storyline they built is cool. I'm down for it, man. Cool. I mean, yeah. I, I, I the, get that. I mean, this is just the same thing I've, I've been saying uh, about this feud for, for, you know, the last... I don't even know, like three or four episodes. It's just junk food. It's just yeah. fun to see. You know, I don't, I don't need, you know, crazy storylines. Yeah. I, I don't need the the best booking possible. It's just, it's junk food, and I like it. I'm okay. Look, all right. I'm gonna go face turn with the. Hold on, hold on. Don't get too excited here. I'm Steven. about to fall out of my chair. Jeez, what? Look, with the slight caveat that this finishes the thing here. Okay. Oh, come on. Uh, 
I just, I just want this to be over. <laughs> I just, uh, like, it's, look, come on, Tanner, it's not that bad. Look, look, either, either Shane's gonna give Miz another potato to the head, and it's gonna end his career with a concussion, or Shane falls off the cage and breaks his neck. <laughs> look, one of two things will seemingly happen. You here. think those are the two possible outcomes? No, not really. But <laughs> I mean, look. It, it, those are two very realistic outcomes, I, I feel. Because, um, I don't know, uh, Shane never learned to punch somebody correctly. It's no. either, like, full of air or, goddamn, you almost, like, decapitated him. Like, you know, somebody yeah. check on that man. Yeah, there's really no in-between yeah. with, with Shane. And, and I just don't want to see him put on another triangle hold. Like, he's now done another triangle hold on Raw, and they zoomed in on it. And it, it went, yeah, it, it, bad. it went for a... What felt like five minutes. Yeah, yeah. And I know that's not how long it went. Miz tried to sell it, man. He damn. tried so hard. <laughs> Whoever's teaching Shane Jujitsu is either no like, one. You think he's just like I'm gonna watch this video? Yes. Okay. I do think that's what it is. <laughs> I'm gonna watch this video on you know, uh, name me a jujitsu artist. <laughs> you got me. Um, I'm gonna watch some UFC. There you go. Yeah. There you go. No, I mean. It's not. If no, someone no. was training him, yeah, it wouldn't look like that. Will this <laughs> will this be escape the cage rules, or will this be like pinfall submission? Oh, it's gonna be escape the cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, this whole storyline is all about gimmicks, dude. So I'm, I'm calling my shot right now. No, yeah. they're gonna they're gonna be perched on the top, both of them together, and Miz actually uppercuts Shane. And Shane falls off through the table. That's very specific. Yep. And Shane's going to win the match, and Miz is going to be perched up at the top of the cage, and he's going to be like, what happened? You're calling that shot. I'm okay. calling my shot. Okay. I like your confidence. Yeah. I like that. I think it's going to happen. Okay. okay. Well, well, we'll have to see. M- moving on from, from one money in the bank happening yeah. uh, to the next here. Uh, face turn, heel turn, Becky Lynch defending both titles in one night, two separate matches, one with Lacey Evans and one with Charlotte Flair. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a lot of different moving parts into this one, Steven, so feel free to face turn, heel turn on whatever you, you desire. So, I'm going heel turn okay. on this uh, for one reason. I still think that they need to unify that title. 100%. And so that's why I'm going heel turn on this. Um, you know, Becky Lynch, obviously awesome. Charlotte Flair, obviously awesome. Yeah. I, I'm not mad that I have these matches. You know, I, I think it's going to be good. Yeah. Um, but I do think that they're missing an opportunity here. You know, that this is the perfect time to unify that title. Yeah. A unification of the title is a great thing for the women's division. I think it's time to do it. So he'll turn. Yeah, I mean, I I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with a. Um, I'm gonna also go with a heel turn here. Mm. I I think it's a little early for Charlotte to that, that for that thing to be a, a reboot. I think it, I do agree with you on unifying the titles, mm. and I think it's. Um, if anything, they should have put Lacey Evans in the Money in the Bank match. And if they could have just been a little bit better with Sasha, 
Mm. I think that we should have had Sasha Banks here. Yeah. Or save that for SummerSlam. I, I, I don't know. You could even you could even have swapped uh, Lacey Evans for um, uh, Bailey. I guess I don't know. You could put Bailey in there. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, there's just so many moving parts to this, and I just feel like it could have been a little bit better. I think we're we're coming up here, and I really hate saying this because I know there's a lot of Becky Lynch fans out there, and I'm a Becky Lynch fan myself. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're getting a little bit overexposed with Becky. Yep. Um, and I think that we need to preserve a good thing. Yep. And you know, one one promo. One program at a time. Yeah, let's let's, let's try and sort this out here. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um, uh, ooh, here's here's a favorite of mine. Here as mm. I'm digging through the notes here, um, some NXT heel turn, face turn, or face turn heel turn. Mm. Blah 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 blah. Uh, undisputed era's possible implosion. Face turn. Face turn. Face turn. Okay. This opens up a lot. Of really, really, really cool possibilities. All right, hit, and... hit me with it, big man. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> so, undisputed era obviously is very, very cool. Everyone likes undisputed era. However, there's a lot of talent in that faction. There is, you know, a lot, a lot of talent. And so, a lot of these guys, I'm not going to say have been wasted because that's absolutely, no, 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 absolutely no. not the case. No, yeah. but. This does open up a lot of really, really cool opportunities to have really nice singles matches with a lot of these guys. Yeah. Kyle O'Reilly, insanely talented. Insanely talented. Roderick Strong, insanely talented. Yeah. So, like I said... Adam Cole, insanely talented. Obviously. Uh, Bobby Fish is also very, very talented. I would... I'm very hesitant to say insanely talented Mm. um, because I really love Bobby Fish. As, uh, his work is really good in the ring. Um, he can be very humorous at times as well. He's a good striker. He's, I would say, on par with Kyle O'Reilly in that striking department. Right on. Or, or maybe maybe a notch or two underneath. Mm. Um, but I feel as though out of the four of them, he gets lost in the shuffle a bit. Mm. So I'm going to go slight heel turn here. Um, with Again, with some caveats. I really like the idea of Roderick Strong splitting off. Mm -hmm. But I do want to keep some of the court together with Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, and Bobby Fish. I think you can still... And I'm probably wrong here. You know, I'll admit it, because I I, I really like your argument. Mm. Um, But I think that you could still do some things here with Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish being tag team partners. Mm -hmm. Though... Truth be told, Kyle O'Reilly, if given a singles push, would be fantastic. Yeah. He had a wonderful, um, and I can't wait for this to happen if they do implode, uh, he had a wonderful feud with Adam Cole in Ring of Honor, Mm. which was great. Yeah. They were like, they were like blood feud enemies. Nice. Like, which was was awesome. Yeah. Uh, I think they, they played off that a little bit in PWG as well. Um... Uh, Roderick Strong, another guy who is really, really super talented on his own. Mm-hmm. Uh, clearly, they were, uh, you know, a year or two ago, they were clearly pushing him as a babyface. Yeah. Um, I just don't, and Adam Cole, like, I don't worry about Adam Cole. I don't lose any sleep over whether or not Adam Cole's going to be a star. Right, right. Uh, but I, I do worry. there. <laughs> uh, yeah. I do worry a bit for Bobby Fish. Yeah. 
Uh, so um, I'm going to go slight heel turn. I, I want to see some remnants of um, the Undisputed Era stay together just to make sure that he's not lost in the shuffle. Bobby Fish, that is. Right. For sure. Okay. Um, and that's not to say, I mean, even if you did do that, you could still push Kyle O'Reilly. And yeah. you could still push Adam Cole, uh, both of those guys as singles competitors, too. And even Bobby Fish to that degree. But yeah. I just haven't seen enough Bobby Fish in singles one-on-one, you know, to, to really be like, yeah, I'm okay with that. Right, you for know? sure. Um, moving right along. Uh, so there is a lot going on this weekend. Yeah. Uh, there is a big New Japan card this weekend where Okada is going to face Sonata. Um... This is one of his first defenses, if not his first defense, since beating, um, uh, since becoming champion again and beating Jay White. Um, so, heel turn, face turn. Uh, I mean, what do you think of Okada going into a second reign here? Because we didn't really get to talk a lot about the G1 Supercard, you and I, together. Mm-hmm. What do you think about Okada going in as a, as a champ again after being champion for almost two years? I mean, face turn, honestly. Um, New Japan is kind of a little over my head with with a lot of the different storylines that are going on. You know, I I catch a lot of one-off matches uh, with New Japan, so I'm not too uh, in the know with, like, the storylines and everything like that. Um, What I have seen from Okada, though, is... Fantastic. Yeah. I mean, to put it in one word, uh, that guy can wrestle. Yeah. You know, so I'm pretty excited about it. I I think it's going to be good. He was a great champion, obviously. He had a huge run. Um, It is kind of interesting that they're they're giving him this reign so quick after uh, his his last long, long reign. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, I'm not going to say he doesn't deserve it because he can pull it off. Yeah. I mean, it it is very... um unusual from what I've caught of New Japan so far for there to be three champions so quickly in a yeah. year. Yeah. You, you, we, we had Tanahashi, well, we've actually had four champions this year. We had Kenny. Yeah. Uh, for, who was champion for about four days in 2019. We Then we shuffled the pack here and we put Tanahashi in. Mm-hmm. And then Tanahashi dropped the title to Jay White and now Jay White's dropped the title to Okada. Right. Um, so, I mean, the big question here is how do you keep these matchups from becoming stale? You got to have some new, fresh matchups here. Yeah. Um, so I mean, guys like uh, I think guys like Sonata is a perfect way to start. I want to see Ishii face Okada mm-hmm. again. I think that'd be fresh. Um, Naito, maybe, maybe because yeah, I, mean, I don't see why not. I mean, the only reason why I would say no right off the bat is he he did have a match. Uh, he he's had plenty of matches with Okada before, mm. so it's kind of like a Stone Cold Rock kind of dynamic where it's like, we know you guys just don't see eye to eye, right? Right? Like, yeah, yeah it's it's it's, it's, it's been it's, played out. It's pretty clear. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Um, Ibushi is a wild card here because Ibushi and Okada they have had some good matches, some very good matches, and I think ultimately Ibushi will be the guy to take the title off of mm. Okada. Um, Ibushi has said he's in uh, he's New Japan for life at this point. Okay, so he's he's not going to be rejoining with Kenny anytime soon. Mm-hmm. It seems, uh, but we'll we'll have to wait and see. I mean, they they just want to they should just really make sure that they don't 
you know, they don't make it re- repetitive. Yeah. You know. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, some other big stuff happening this weekend. Um, there's going to be um, a mystery uh, opponent revealed. Um, so when they when they put out new when New Japan put out the best of the Super Juniors entrance, uh, there was a mystery opponent. And we don't know who that's going to be. It's heavily tipped to be a gentleman by the name of El Fantasmo mm. from Canada. He's okay. very talented. Um, so I look forward to seeing uh, how that plays out. Um, he's most likely going to be the newest member of the Bullet Club. Right on. What uh, makes you say that? Because uh, he's a he's a foreign heel kind of guy. Fair enough. And that's that's all Bullet Club. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that, that should be interesting. I'm really looking forward to Best of the Super Juniors, mm. uh, which that's going to take place between uh, May 13th through June the 5th. Okay. Uh, Bandito's going to be there. Uh, Jonathan Gresham's going to be there. Hey. Yeah. Um, Mr. Octopus himself. Yeah. Um, uh, will Ospreay will be in the tournament. Uh, I believe Shingo Takagi will also be in the tournament, and I'm a big fan of Shingo. Hell yeah. Um, he's, you know, excellent worker. Uh, so, uh, we'll, you know, lots of excitement there. Um, another big tournament this uh, this coming uh, week here. Um, the Progress Super Strong Style 16 tournament. Um, and boy, oh boy, there are some heavy entrants here. Kyle O'Reilly, who we mm-hmm. just talked about, he's going to be in the Super Strong Style 16 tournament. Uh, uh, Trevor Lee uh, will be at the uh, Super Strong Style 16 tournament. He, uh, Trevor Lee, that is, just had a debuting match for NXT. It was not, it was not uh, televised this week. Mm. It was at the tapings, and I don't know if they're going to show this, but he faced another guy, Shane Strickland. Uh, who's also debuting, and they apparently had a, a, a decent, a pretty decent match. Right on. Um, I like a lot of uh, Trevor Lee's stuff from um, PWG, Pro Wrestling Gorilla, which was, uh, you know, he was a fantastic heel there. He's going to be a very great heel in NXT. Uh, I could see him definitely being like the anti-Gargano right mm-hmm. now. Right on. Um, uh, you've got guys like Chris, Chris Ridgeway. Um, uh, Travis Banks is going to be there. I've personally picked out Jordan Devlin, Mm. Uh, myself to win Super Strong Style 16. So okay. lots of big talent there. So yeah. um, I think that goes without saying. I'm going face turn heel on, yeah. here on that. Yeah, for sure. No, I'm going face turn on this as well. Um, y- y- we've talked about progress a little bit in the the last couple weeks. Yeah, I'm I'm just getting into progress. Yeah, and uh, I'm I'm personally going to use the Super Strong Style 16 tournament yeah. to dive head first into progress do it dude. And, and really try to get in there and, and learn a lot of the people um i mean what what better way yeah to do that than, than to watch a tournament with yeah. some of the biggest guys yeah you it's, know it's it's a three-day event so it'll be from uh, tomorrow's saturday mm-hmm. so saturday sunday and monday and i believe i don't know how quick the turnaround is going to be on demand progress that's how you catch progress wrestling is uh through uh demand progress mm-hmm. you do a quick google search that's how you'll find it I think it's like eight bucks a month, so it's, yeah. it's well worth your money. Oh yeah, 100%. Um, and you get their whole back catalog. You get a lot of other promotions there too. But um, yeah, this is a good time to do it. And here's something else. And Monday, uh, Monday, Monday Night Raw. Yeah, right. Jeez. <laughs> Monday's Super Strong Style 16. Uh, we'll see Jimmy Havoc's final progress match. Mm. Jimmy Havoc is a legend. Uh, a deathmatch legend, a legend of progress. Um, so it's going to be very interesting to see 
uh, who will turn out as uh, the opponent. Now, that has gone unnamed so far. Mm-hmm. Okay? And I know we had some guesses. But I just want to throw down the gauntlet here. And good lord, I am not saying that this is absolutely going to happen. I have no insight into this. I don't know for sure. Yeah. But just imagine, for example, if it was John Moxley. That'd be sick. It'd be dope. That'd yeah. be that'd be a, a way to make a statement for Jimmy Havoc walking out the door. It'd be a heck of a statement for Dean. Uh, I'm, ooh, ooh, I'm careful so sorry. There. About to hit some copyright. Uh, yeah, I was I was hearing the lawyer's pencil <laughs> scribble on the notepad. Um, that would be great for John Moxley. Yeah, you know, because he can make an impact and be like, "I'm back, indie wrestling." Mm-hmm. Like, here we go. Get and, ready. And that match would be violent. It would be. So at times hard to watch, I'm sure, yeah. uh, but it would be great. Oh yeah, and um, it would. It is interesting because I did tweet at Jimmy Havoc when the Moxley video dropped, and I was like, "Please make this happen." And the next morning, when I woke up, I looked at the Twitter again, and there was Jimmy Havoc with a. Uh, he he retweeted the video mm. of John Moxley. Not he didn't he didn't retweet us, but right, he right. retweeted the John Moxley video, and he had that pondering emoji you know the one where he's got yeah, like, yeah. the thumb and the index finger like on the chin like mm, mm, yeah. well, what is this so I think that would be very cool if That'd it, was, if it yeah. was John um, again I'm not I am not saying that it's gonna happen by any stretch of the imagination right. but man would that be cool that would be very cool for sure um, so um, I, I think that rounds out face turn heel turn I, th- I think we both agreed here uh, on the Okada thing and the and the progress yeah. stuff and the thing a thing right the the things and stuffs the things and stuffs. <laughs> um, we kind of covered the injuries already. Dean Am- uh, why why do I have Dean Ambrose on the brain right now? No man, this this is like you're gonna get us sued. Ah, goodness. <laughs> um, Daniel Bryan, uh-huh. he's coming back from injury. Jeff Hardy's coming back from injury. Oh. Or no, he's going out being injured. So, so that, his injury is so, real. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Jeff Hardy's injured. That's uh, unfortunate. Can, yeah, it's pretty sad. I didn't know if that was a if that was a work or not. No, that is uh he is actually injured. Okay. That's it's, unfortunate. It is. It really is unfortunate. And you know, sorry for the thunder, guys. It's it's currently uh, raining cats and dogs in Austin, Texas. Oh yeah, it's great. I love it. Uh, no, it's it's pretty nice, but the thunder is not good for recording. I really hope that it's not picking up a lot of this. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I, I feel as though it has a little mystique about it. Oh, there you it, go. You know? Yeah. Yeah, some mystery. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of mystery, let's dive into this mailbag here, yeah, Stephen. let's do it. Okay, so let's see here. We've got some, we've got plenty of time for questions, it looks oh, yeah. like. Yeah. Um, so Protect the Business Podcast, um, they are at... PTB Wrestling on Twitter. They asked, your thoughts on the Moxley vignette? I'm pumped for it. I mean, you pretty much summed it up there. I'm pumped for it. I'm absolutely <laughs> pumped for it. You know? Yeah. Uh, Dean Ambrose in the... Oh, excuse me. Well, no. Because I was about to talk about him in WWE, so it's actually okay, correct. So, so conte- contextually, we are on point here. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Dean Ambrose in the last few months ha- has been just... It, it's been very sad. Yeah, uh, uh, how, how they've been working with him. So seeing John Moxley come out, I am pumped yeah. to see him be his own thing. Yeah. Oh man, absolutely. Uh, 100% agree on that. 
uh, you're the, the resident Hardy Boys expert. Here's one from Last Draft Standing. Again, that's Last Draft Stand um, on Twitter. They ask, with the Hardy Boys relinquishing the titles this week, what team should SmackDown create or bring in from NXT to help their tag division? So should they should they create a new team or should they bring somebody up or what what should they do to help out the tag division because it's it's a bit bleak there it's a bit bleak for sure um, I mean we touched on it a little bit at the beginning of the episode it would be very cool to see a mustache mountain debut ooh it'd be very very cool ooh yes I think that that man I didn't even comprehend that yeah. at first man <laughs> yeah uh, you really could make mustache mountain the marquee SmackDown team yeah. Uh, because they are, look, they've got the team of Nakamura and Rusev. They've got the B team. Um, who else do they have? Uh, That's how Heavy Machinery. That's how forgettable this is. They've, they've got Heavy Machinery there. Which, Heavy Machinery, through no fault of their own, is awful. <laughs> Stakes and weights, baby. Through no fault of their own. Yeah. But, yeah, no. Oh no, I, I I like that I like that idea. Mustache Mountain. Yeah. I, I think, think that'd be really cool and honestly those guys have the talent for it yeah. without a doubt, you know. I think they could come in, put on some really, really great matches. Well that and if you put Mustache Mountain out onto SmackDown, dude, you could get Finn Balor versus Tyler Bate for an intercontinental match and I know for sure that would boost your ratings. Don't there. play with my emotions, dude, Tanner. If you, if all you need, look Seriously, well, we're going to answer some of these questions about these ratings here. Yeah. But look, if you just produce good wrestling, like yeah. if you just produce good content, the people will come. Yep. Like, and, and there's enough people that are hardcore fans that, it like, if, say, if you knew nothing about wrestling, and if I was like, Steven, come check this out. Look, yeah. Look, I, I know you don't like wrestling, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Just come over here and watch this Tyler Bate, Finn Balor match with me. I know for a fact that, that people would be like, what the hell did I just watch? That yeah. was awesome. Yeah. 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 So, yes, I'm really pushing for that now that you brought it up. That'd be really sad. And, man, I hope that happens. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. The perfect answer there. Um, Let me see here. Last Draft Standing actually had a question about the ratings decline. I'm going to save that almost for last. Okay. Here. Okay. Um, Let me see here. Philly Sports Passion Podcast uh, has written to us again. They are at Philly SP Podcast on Twitter. What's up? Hey, guys. Uh, they ask, could the baby face that faces Sami Zayn, uh, could it be the return of John Cena? It kind of makes sense. He's all about the fans, and Sami is anti-fans uh, currently. Uh, it just feels like we're going to see Zayn versus Cena at some point, probably SummerSlam, since neither had a Mania match. I like that. I do yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that'd be really cool. Um, I, I am still holding on to John Cena possibly coming back as a heel. Yeah. Uh, I'm really still holding on to that. I really want that to happen. But if, if he does revert back into uh, classic John Cena, I guess. Yeah. Uh, well, not classic, but... You know how everyone pictures John Cena. Yeah, that would be the perfect opponent for Sami Zayn. Honestly, yeah. No, I mean that makes sense. Um, it's almost a little too perfect, though. It is. You know what I mean? It is. Like, like of course John Cena is going to come out and defend the fans. He always does. Well, you know? and the other thing, and I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of suggesting it, but it's totally up Vince's alley. Um, 
Seth has something to Seth needs something to do once he faces AJ. So yeah. Seth Rollins could come out and be like, "Listen, I've heard you come out week after week and run your mouth about yeah. how people are uh, entitled or whatever it is." And then he flips it on Sammy and says, "You know what? I think you're the one who's entitled." Mm. You know, but is it really a good idea to keep that Sami Zayn promo going for no reason? Uh, no, it's absolutely not. You know, you know, it's absolutely because you'd have to wait until after Money in the Bank. Right? And do you really want Sami Zayn coming out for two or three more weeks? How saying many, the same thing? How many weeks did we see Lacey Evans just walk down to the ring and then turn around and do nothing? Yeah, I'm not defending it. Right? You know? like, I'm, I'm just saying, like that's the pattern that I see with Vince. Like I could right. see that happening. Right. Um, I mean, what would I ideally like to see? Maybe Braun make him catch these hands. Mm. Though that's been done before, I think. Yeah. A lot of people have uh, caught these hands, for yeah, sure. I just, I don't know. I, I just don't want to see the same thing happen week after week with Sami Zayn. Like, yeah. I, first time it was cool. Second time, okay, fine. Now I'm like, where are we going here? Yeah. Come on. Well, like, every time he comes out, it's a great promo. Yeah. I mean, like, Sami Zayn cuts great promos. That's yeah. not, like, that's not up for debate, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's not up for discussion. He, but, you know, when, when you come in week after week and say the the same thing, you know? He, uh, they have a follow-up question mm-hmm. regarding um, Sami Zayn, and I think this could possibly help produce another pathway here. Uh, could Sami, Bobby Roode, and Eric Young, all Canadians, form a Canadian heel stable? I mean, I could see that happening. I could um, see it happening. They they certainly haven't done anything to set that up. Though. Right. Well, and, and who would they feud with? I mean, that's a bit tricky, too, because there's not, like, a designated... Raw is all over the place. There's, yeah. I feel like there's like, you can pick up a puzzle piece and they're like, I think I can find something, but it's like, it's like a puzzle comprised of three hundred different kinds of puzzles. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. there's just one piece from each one, and it's mm-hmm. like this makes nothing. Yeah, like yeah, it's, it's a lot of pieces that don't connect. Exactly. Yeah, it just feels so weird. I don't know. Man. Yeah, I mean, I'm all for factions. Yeah. So like. Sure. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to say I don't want that. Yeah, why not? But but you bring up a good point. Who the hell would they feud with? Right. That's yeah. it's a tough one, man. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. Ooh. Let's, Ooh. Uh, let's, 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 let's hear from our friend Mike Charlip. Ha-ha. At, at MikeJC821. Who, uh, Mike, by the way, if you follow him on Twitter against MikeJC821, he's got a great wrestling blog. So if you follow him... He's got a link to it on his on his Twitter site. Uh, he's got some very interesting opinions. Yeah, this good week, to hear from you again. Yeah, it's good to hear from Mike again. He is relatively angry this week, though. <laughs> um, uh, some of the questions that he had, um, I mean, they're hard to answer. A bit uh, loaded. They're uh, well. Um, so things like uh, uh, we'll we'll make this real rapid fire here because okay, okay. I, I I feel like there, there's a lot to, to, of ground to cover. Uh-huh. Why is Braun Strowman in Money in the Bank and not Cedric Alexander? Um, n- no idea. No one knows. Um, uh, I, I like uh, I like Cedric Alexander as a uh, in terms of his work rate, but he's not at the star level of Braun right now. Yeah. So I feel like that's probably where Vince's head is. But star I, power, yeah, star power. Yeah, I, I think is what. Did it comes you notice Braun put the shirt back on? <sighs> I mean, fine, this whatever. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, sure. I didn't know I wanted. Him without the shirt shirtless, until shirt, it happens. Shirtless so. Strowman. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. Yeah. A, I'm all right with it. Um, oh man, some of these questions. <laughs> um, uh, Mike also asks, "How come it's impossible for them to have a good men's tag division on both shows?" Uh, 
Um, See, th- I'll yeah, answer you, this one. You got me there. Yeah, I'll answer this one. Tag matches inherently are harder to do than a singles match. Yeah. And WWE can't even be trusted to do singles matches. They can't. That's why. They can't even be trusted to name good tag teams. Just throwing it out there. <clears throat> Viking experience. Yeah. Oh, by the way. Yeah. On that note, we you know how we were like, oh, okay, well, Viking Raiders is a bit better. Yeah. Right? Yeah. When they were having their match, apparently their new finisher is called the Viking Experience. I saw, yeah, um, or I guess I heard. I'm just, I just have no idea what's a what's that. A that's Vince anymore. saying, "Hey, okay, we hear you. We'll change it, but I'm still the boss." You're right. That's what that absolutely. Is. Yeah. Um, speaking of more Vince here, why did Vince bother making a women's tag division only to ruin it in a month? <laughs> So angry this week, Mike. Uh, I mean, man, I don't uh, necessarily look, disagree with you, though. I mean, I don't think it's completely ruined. No, uh, there, look, there, no. there, there is a bright spot. Yeah, a, a very big bright spot here, and that is Oscar um, uh, being paired up with. Oh man, I'm having a brain fart right now. Oscar uh, and Kyrie Sane. Thank you. It. Oh You're my welcome. gosh, You're welcome. you nailed it for sure. Oh, thanks. Um, that's a bright spot. I think that they should. They're definitely going to run the show. They're the they're the team head above shoulders that are going to take the belts off the iconics. Yeah, no, hundred um, percent. I don't even understand why they put the belts on the iconics in the first place. Right. Well, and they have the same problem with the women's tag division that they do with the men's is and and that you know, they're going to force themselves to have to put two good singles competitors together mm. to make something else happen. Right. Right. They they don't right. they're not sign they're not going out and intentionally signing women's tag teams right mm-hmm. now which is hard to come by anyway right um so we'll have to wait and see on that one um uh, let me see here da, 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 da. why is baron and corbin in the money in the bank and not cesaro you got me beat i have no idea because people boo him a lot right people boo him a lot i would have much rather seen cesaro 100 um, yeah that's just me i mean i'm i've had my fill of baron corbin <sighs> yeah. for my entire life at this point yeah yeah, no, I, I 100% agree. There, there's really no no point to him being on my TV, honestly. <laughs> Goodness. Um, here's an interesting question. Mm-hmm. Sports Opinions Podcast, again, that's um, uh, for those who are on Twitter, Sports Opinions, uh, Sports Opinion 30, rather, hey um, uh, on Twitter. Hello. Uh, they ask, with the independent circuit being so attractive for so many wrestlers, how can you see the WWE and AEW, for that matter, continue generating ta- enough talent to remain top dogs? Um, so this is a bit more complex than I think what it looks like on paper because, mm. um, believe it or not, there are actual independent companies that cooperate with WWE. Um, and AEW themselves are very open and and the fact that they're like, yeah, we want to we want to work with everybody. Yeah, like we'll even work with WWE. Like, let's do this, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, let's be real. Um, WWE could not create NXT UK without uh, Progress, which yeah. they're partnered with. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's why you're seeing Kyle O'Reilly and um, Trevor Lee in the Super Strong Style 16 tournament this year. Yeah. Um, there's another company called Evolve that they're heavily partnered with here, and that's where Johnny Gargano made a really big claim. Mm. You know, so 
I mean, there are companies that will work with WWE, and like I said, AEW is willing to work with everybody. Yeah. So um, it's just about finding the right talent, and I think that it's really hard right now because both companies are trying to gather up as much as they possibly can. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, well, it seems like WWE is letting a lot of them go <laughs> without well, <fight. laughs> well, it seems like they're just they just don't know what to do. Like yeah, they have too yeah. much and they don't know what to do with any of it. Yeah, like that's what's really hard. Well, see, about it. see the the interesting thing about this question to me is, um, what do you consider being the top dog? Are, are we talking about ratings? Are we talking about viewership? Are yeah. we talking about this promo has the best matches? All right. You know, what, what are we talking about here? Right. If we're talking about uh, what I think we're talking about here is uh, the biggest promotion. You know, who right. who gets who has the most star power, right. uh, the biggest names, everything like that. And, and the answer to that question is money. Yeah. You know, um, but that's that's the easy question, you know. Who who has enough money to to get the biggest talent to to put on the big promos and everything like that? Well, and both do, yeah, right, yeah. Um, I think that um, what's difficult is both both went after Kenny Omega, mm-hmm. and Kenny Omega was the generational signing right now. Yeah, right. Um, we're probably going to have to, it might be five years, it might be ten years, it might be even longer until we determine another talent that's on his par. Right. The only other person that, I mean, there's only probably two or two or three other people that are um, within striking distance of Kenny Omega as far as talent is concerned, and they're either signed by New Japan or WWE. Yeah. So... I mean, and that's not to say that there's nobody else that's good over in AEW. That's not true at all. Right, there's right. tons of talent in AEW. Um, but to be on the star caliber that you could have Kenny Omega at, I mean, it's hard. I mean, uh, New Japan's trying to be big here in the States, and mm-hmm. they're going to find it difficult as well. I think, they, I think they're going to find out by the time G1 rolls around in Dallas that they really need AEW. Yeah, 100%. Um, so... I hope that answered your question. I know we kind of tangented a bit. Yeah, we kind of picked it apart a little bit, but uh, that question needed to be picked apart, I think. I think so. Um, Last question here. Um, Again, this is... I want to come back to the last draft standing question. Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, they are... Thank you for the uh, questions, guys. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for the the questions. We really appreciate having a mailbag section. We like to have your feedback and your, your questions so we can help try and dissect them and see if we're right, see if we're wrong. Yeah. Um, again, last draft stand on Twitter asks, "What are some big things you would like to see change from WWE that could stop their recent decline in ratings?" Um, That's a very big question. Uh, th- there's there's a lot of little things that go into right. uh, why WWE's ratings are, are dropping. A hundred percent. I do think though the biggest thing uh, that that's going on is. They're putting way too much weight on storylines and way too much weight on dialogue and not enough weight on the actual freaking matches. Yeah. You know, um, it's all about the drama. And obviously I like a good promo. Yeah. I like drama. Uh, But that is not at all the most important thing. The most important thing is getting in the ring, putting on a fantastic match that makes me... That makes my jaw drop. That makes me jump out of my seat. Right. And uh, to put it bluntly, very rarely do I get that from main roster WWE. Right. And I think 
this is not a fix all mm-hmm. by any stretch of the imagination, but I think it would help steer the ship in the right direction. You have to make wins and losses matter again. Yeah. You have yeah. to make it to where, oh man, Ricochet lost to Bobby Roode. That means that he's not going into money in the bank, but yeah. Robert Roode is, right? Or, you know, and, and, and to a greater extent, make the titles mean more. You make 100%. the titles mean more by making wins and losses mean more. Yeah. Um, Samoa Joe would be taking much more seriously mm-hmm. if he wasn't losing in non-title matches every week. Right. Like, okay, he lost to Rey Mysterio in a non-title match. Great. Now what? Yeah. Who? I mean, there's not a match announced for Money in the Bank with Rey and Samoa Joe yet? I mean, maybe I'm missing something. Right. But where are we here? No, you're you know, 100% correct. Um, you know, Seth Rollins beat Brock Lesnar. That should be an amazing accomplishment mm-hmm. because Brock was, well, let's be real, he's an absentee, he was an absentee champion. Yeah. And that killed the title. And in turn, that makes Seth Rollins not look nearly as good as what he should. Right. Because there was no real wins and losses to back up Brock. Well, I mean, also the the... The WrestleMania match was it wasn't, not good. It wasn't great, you know. I mean, it was a big moment for Seth. Yeah, but the I mean, it wasn't a it wasn't a crazy match, right? You know. Um, but yeah, I mean, you look at you look at the masters of storycraft in wrestling, which I think that there's uh, we don't know what AEW looks like yet, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, but you look at New Japan, and you look at NXT, which is ironic. That's a, a WWE company, right? And yet, it's telling the best stories in mm-hmm. the company. Um, but they make the wins and losses mean more. They make the titles mean more because the wins and losses mean more. Yeah, right. If if Okada goes out there and he has a killer match with Sonata this weekend, mm-hmm. all right, and Naito comes out afterwards and says, "I'm challenging you." Right, like I won my matches this weekend. I'm challenging you. I deserve a shot. Yeah, you know, if if Naito wins his matches in the in the next two nights, who's to tell him no? He can't have a title right. shot. Right. You know, he is on Okada's level. I mean, so so well, I little, mean, a lot of the things like that. No, for sure. Like a lot of the, and we we've touched on this a little bit before. Right. A lot of the title scene in WWE right now is just popularity contests. Right. You know, it, there's no rhyme or reason to who gets a title shot. It's just, oh, who are you pushing this week? Oh, right. okay, him. Cool. Guess he gets a title shot. Right. And and I think that there's, um, and I hate to go on a diatribe about this, but I think this is a fitting question to to kind of ramble on here. Um. The Attitude Era and the concept of PG-13 wrestling for WWE, I think, is a huge uh, illusion. Mm. Okay, um, Never uh, in Vince McMahon's um, you know, 40 years of being uh, WWE, uh, WWE's chairman, the guy who's overseeing everything, for the vast majority of it, except for a, fi- a short five-year period, which was the Attitude Era. Um, you know, all, 35, the other 35 years of that were geared towards children. Mm. It was selling Hulkamania, selling Hulk Hogan dolls, you know, getting kids to buy the, the, the videotapes and the, and the right. gym set. You know, it was, you know, WWE does not market towards 
um, adults. Yeah. Just generally speaking. Right. Um, you know, that's why they have, like, Make-A-Wish. Mm-hmm. You know, Make-A-Wish is, is a big thing, and kids from Make-A-Wish love WWE. That's how. That's why those things go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're an adult watching WWE, like we are, it's hard to be like, Man, I, I, I like I'm really into this, mm-hmm. you know. Like it's some it, like right now it's really hard, and it's you know it's scripting, it's creativity, it's Vince McMahon changing his mind every week. Yeah, but I mean the Attitude Era is more or less a blip on the radar in terms of WWE's overall history. If you're if you're an adult who appreciates wrestling, you, you know if you look to the past, I mean the NWA was probably the more adult themed. One, right. you know, WCW, which became—I mean, it was NWA that became WCW essentially. You know, um, I mean, what, what else do you want me to say? I mean, it's it, they had their storylines were this guy's the champ. Here's Ric Flair; he's the champ. Mm-hmm. And you know what's cool about Ric Flair? He beats everybody all the time. Yeah. And you know what? The champion makes the most money. Mm. And the champion's the guy who flies first class. And the champion's the guy who's in the high-rise hotel room. Mm-hmm. The champion gets to ride into the stadium on in the limousine, right? Like, you need to place importance on the little things like that. Yeah. You know, in order to make the whole rest of the project uh, product rather feel big. Yeah. Uh, or at least to feel more satisfying, I guess, with the wins and losses and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm going on a diet. No, dude, here. that that is uh, yes to all of that. 100%. <laughs> that, that was a really good tangent. Oh, okay. Well, I appreciate that. I hope somebody, I hope that made somebody's day. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, it's going to be really, uh, I'm not going to try and ramble on much more than this here. Mm. But I know that people are like, well, when's Vince going to leave, right? If, look, if Vince left, if Vince left tomorrow, their stock would just die. Yeah. Because the people who are invested in WWE, the actual company, people who are invested in them, not people who just watch, but right. people who have money at stake, mm-hmm. there are people who believe Vince created wrestling. Right. And that's not true. Right. Vince created this brand of wrestling. Mm-hmm. This type. This type, yeah. yeah. Vince is like um, Brian Alvarez made... Uh, not Brian Alvarez, but um, Jim Cornette. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was watching a documentary the other night. And Jim Cornette made this reference that Vince McMahon is like almost like the love child of P.T. Barnum and Donald Trump. Like, mm. like, like total showman, but like... Crazy businessman. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, and it makes sense. Yeah. Right? Um, you know, if, if people have bought into that persona of Vince's, if he left tomorrow, that, that stock is going to go way, way down. Yeah. It would take a lot for them to resurrect themselves out of that because people are going to say, well, Vince knew wrestling. Who's this Triple H guy? Right, right. Yeah. Who, who's, who's Steph and who's Shane and why should we trust these people over Vince? Um, I mean, Vince leaving right away is not the best thing. The best thing would be if Vince did leave, he needs to do it very quietly. Yeah. Like, like, just be like, yeah, I'm the chairman. I you know, oversee the day-to-day stuff and blah, 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 blah. Right? Like, sign off on the big things. Mm-hmm. Um, go run XFL. That's cool. Yeah. But leave most of it, the actual day-to-day, like, 
the actual running of the company to Triple H and Stephanie and, and Shane. Shane. Yeah. Uh, that's just my thoughts on that. Uh, but, I mean, Vince leaving anytime soon, I, I, I don't see it happening. Yeah, no. So, um, a few quick thoughts here. Um, uh, I know I mentioned the, the Jim Cornette thing a moment ago. There's been a great documentary series uh, that y'all need to check out. It's Vice's uh, Dark Side of the Ring. So if you're a cable subscriber and you've got Vice, uh, check that out. Um, Dark Side of the Ring is awesome. Um, the most recent one's on the Von Erich family. And if you don't know anything about the Von Erichs, they are incredible. Uh, incredible story. Uh, very tragic, very sad at times. Um, but an awesome story nonetheless, and I highly recommend checking it, that out. They've got some other great episodes about uh, the Montreal Screwjob and Bruiser Brody, and uh, you know, there's just a lot of really great content. So, uh, big thumbs up to Vice, especially on the Von Eric documentary. Um, and one final note here: um, we uh, we sent out a, a message. We saw one Mister Jonathan Gresham, Mister Octopus himself. Yep. Uh, on Twitter, he was in Texas not too long ago, and uh, he posted a big old picture of him, uh, his platter of brisket and ribs and all that stuff. And you know, uh, we threw out the gauntlet and said, "Hey, next time you're in Texas, we will take you on a barbecue excursion." Mm. And he wrote back uh, to us, and he says that man, this should be recorded. That he's down. So, Jonathan Gresham, this is my public laying down of the gauntlet to you here, sir. Whenever you come to Austin, you hit up Headlock Talk, and either I will make you a homemade brisket, or we will go out to Lockhart and we'll have a real good time. And we'll have some of the best brisket that Texas has to offer. Oh, yeah. And and ribs, if you like ribs or sausage or whatever it is that floats the boat. All the barbecues. Yeah. So this is our public invitation to you, Mr. Octopus, Mr. Jonathan Gresham. We would love to have you on the show. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, any final thoughts here, Stephen? I know we went on and on about Vince and uh, yeah. all, all sorts of stuff. Uh, yeah, I did just want to take a quick second to thank everybody. Yes. Thank the listeners, uh, all of our fans. Um, you know what? You know the numbers a little bit more. Go, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, last week's episode uh, was our most ever listened to episode ever. We got into countries that... I had no idea that we would ever get into, yeah. um, like India, Romania, Nigeria, in the Caribbean. We've we've got listeners there, um, so I'm I'm very um, very thankful. First off, yeah. uh, thank you guys so much for listening and supporting us and yeah. continuing to tune in. Um, we we couldn't do this without you, the right. listener, knowing that you're out there. Yeah. Um, no, honestly, uh, with, with these numbers, guys, it, it's. Uh, very humbling. Very humbling. Uh, when when Tanner first approached me about starting Headlock Talk, or or not even it wasn't even Headlock Talk at the time. Yeah, just some kind of wrestling. Let's podcast. talk about stuff. Um, you know, I I didn't think I had enough knowledge, or enough know how, or yeah. uh, that really anyone would want to listen to me. Yeah, uh, or listen to us uh, talk about wrestling. But you guys have. Proven us wrong. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, From the bottom of our hearts, thank you. Because, um, like I said, um, you know, when we were trying to get this formulated tonight, I know we just did this like right in the nick of time. Yeah. Because you're yeah. leaving and I'm like dying. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I don't think that we, you know, if you were like, dude, 
you know, you just take the weekend off, whatever. No, we we wanted to do this because of you, the yes, listeners. Hundred percent. So we thank you guys. Uh, we are we're uh, extremely blessed to have you guys as fans, and uh, please continue the support. Obviously, you can check us out at uh, on iTunes. Uh, obviously, Headlock Talk, yep. uh, <laughs> Spotify, uh, Stitcher. Uh, YouTube, mm-hmm. visit our YouTube page where we post the videos and stuff like that. Yep. We're working on some new ideas and you know trying to uh, get some some other bits and pieces together. Maybe uh, random show reviews where we just pick out a random show and we review it. Yeah. Or possibly headlock talk after dark. Oh man, where, we, we've been teasing this. Yeah, we're, for a we're, while. where we go off the chain. You yeah. know, we get unleashed. The only problem I have with that is uh, we could get sued. Not necessarily, you know. I don't know, man. See, I, I, I keep myself pretty tame. Yeah. On headlock talk, uh, I don't, I don't want to be, you know, spouting off curse words in, in y'all's cars or anything like that. But yeah. um, it's the power of editing, my friend. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. we'll we'll figure it out. If I don't have a filter, it might get yeah. hairy. I mean, we've we've been trying to draw up these uh, these um, you know maybe some T-shirt ideas. Who knows what's going to happen? Maybe some sticker ideas. Maybe yeah. a maybe a sticker that we can send you with like a, if wishes were fishes guide chart there or you something go. like there that. You go. I don't know. Yeah. We'll, we'll figure it out. We got lots but, of ideas. <laughs> but we again, sincerely from the bottom of our hearts, thank you guys for listening. Yeah. Thank you for continuing to support us. We greatly appreciate everything that you guys do for us. And uh, yeah, th- just thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. All right. Well, you guys, again, we're Headlock Talk. Find us on iTunes, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube. Um, hit uh, hit that subscribe button. Make sure to do that for sure so you can get all of the great wrestling content that we put out week yep. after week. Um, for, and, and for any new shows that we might have, you know, you'll definitely get those if you hit that subscribe button. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, but, yes, uh, make sure to hit that subscribe button. Hit us up on Twitter if you haven't yet done so. Follow us on Twitter at Headlock Talk. Yeah, we talk about stuff like headlocks. Yep, and talk. Yep. Uh, so, <laughs> so uh, yeah, follow us there. Uh, and uh, yeah, once again, thank you guys, and have yourselves a great weekend. Thank you guys. Later, y'all. Later, y'all. Kicking it in the sticks or kicking it at home. Lounge in upholstery with a contemporary feel designed for relaxed living with the Brantley Gilbert Collection at Morris Home. Enter online at morrisathome.com slash win for your chance to win a guitar personally autographed by Brantley Gilbert or one of many Morris Home gift cards to upgrade your home today. That's morrisathome.com slash win for your chance to win from Morris Home. 
How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com.